Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband, a new series based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougar, two people who live together and like it. Starring Miss Ball with Richard Denning. Now, let's drop in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. It's morning, and Liz has just sat down to breakfast. George is still upstairs getting dressed. Oh, Katie, did you see the paper this morning? No, Mrs. Cougat, I haven't seen a paper in weeks. Who do you think got married? Little Abner and Daisy May? No, Madeline Smith and Jack Carroll. She always did want to be Madeline Carroll. Well, so did I, but I never got nearer than Marjorie Maine. Oh, you don't understand, Katie. This is my marriage. It is? Yes, I introduced them, I invited them to parties together, and I loaned her money for a new dress on the night I decided he should propose. And now they're married. Congratulations, Mrs. Cougar. Thank you. I deserve it. Uh, do you think they can manage the honeymoon all by themselves? <laughs> well, I guess I do sort of arrange things a lot, don't I, Katie? But I can't help it. I love to help a girl get a man. You know, it drives George crazy. He says I'm always teaching some mouse to build a better man trap. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, say, I wonder what's keeping Mr. Cougar this morning. Don't know why he should take so long to shave. He has a real sharp blade in the razor. I know because I use it to scrape some chewing gum off my shoe. Oh, here he comes now. I'll go get his coffee. Well, good morning, George, darling. Oh, you know me. I didn't think you'd recognize me behind all this adhesive tape. Why, I'd recognize my little husband any place. Ooh, you smell nice, George. What do you have on your face? Yardley's aftershave? No, Wrigley's juicy fruit. <laughs> now, don't blame me, George. You cut yourself every morning. You ought to get some blue serge band-aids to match your suit. <laughs> That's very funny. My, aren't we grumpy this morning? Well, I have reason to be. Yesterday, the teller at the bank told me you were overdrawn $50. That's the trouble with those tellers. They're always telling somebody something. Well, what about it? No wonder they put them in cages. No. Liz, I can't think of any reasonable explanation for your being overdrawn. Neither can I. And I've been trying to think of one longer than you have. Now, uh, I don't want to suggest anything radical, but suppose you just tell me the truth. Say, I never thought of that. Huh. All right, George. I loaned the money to Madeline Smith to get a new dress and hairdo so her boyfriend would propose. Oh, why don't you stop meddling in people's affairs, Liz? Must you be an incurable matchmaker? But I want everybody to be married. Why? Isn't there enough suffering in the world? <laughs> you don't mean that, George Cougat. I want everybody to be as happy as we are. Well, that's sweet of you, dear, but not all couples are capable of the kind of happiness we know. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I mean that our happiness has come about because of one wonderful person. Oh, George. One person who is tolerant of little human faults, who is understanding, sweet, considerate. And, and beautiful? Absolutely. 
Oh, who is it, George? Me. I'm late for the bank. And listen, will you promise to watch your bank balance? Oh, don't worry. I'll take care of that $50 I'm overdrawn. I'll send them a check for it. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'll handle the money. You just concentrate on staying out of other people's affairs. Stop giving people advice on things you know nothing about. All right, George, I promise. Now, who can that be? Oh, it's Sally Hopkins. I saw her through the window. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me sneak out the back door. Now, George, Sally's a very sweet girl. Yeah, I know, but uh, I do something to her. All she does is look at me and go, Tee! Well, she's adolescent, that's all. Mm, well, let her in. We'll have one of our usual brilliant conversations. Hello, Sally. Hello, Mrs. Cougar. Good morning, Sally. <laughs> Goodbye, Sally. <laughs> I'll be home for dinner, dear. Oh, gee, you're lucky, Mrs. Cougat. Mr. Cougat is so super. He's so much more worldly than the boys I know, like Corny Jones or Icky Williams. Well, I should hope so. He's a little older, too. Oh, I know. He's middle-aged. What? He must be pushing 25. <laughs> oh, yes, he's pushing 25, all right. In fact, he's pushed it almost all the way to 40. <laughs> What's on your mind, Sally? Mrs. Cougat, I have a problem. I need your advice. Oh, Sally, I'm awfully sorry, but I promised George I wouldn't advise people on things I don't know anything about. But I wanted to know about men. How do you like that? You hit my specialty. <laughs> Tell me the secret, Mrs. Cougat. How do you get that certain something like you have? Why, Sally, how would a girl your age know if I had that certain something. I can tell by the way my mother looks at my father when my father looks at you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, don't worry, Sally. You'll have it when you get to be my age. I, um, I suppose you think I'm pushing 25, too. Oh, no. A woman can always tell another woman's age. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Mrs. Cougat, please, tell me everything you know about men. All right, Sally. Men are divided into three types. Husbands, fiancés, and go-get-him girls. Well, how can you tell them apart? Easy, by the way they open the door to let you out of the car. Oh, really? Yes. The bachelor walks around the car and opens the door for you. The fiancé reaches across you and pushes the door open from the inside. And the husband gets out, stands on the sidewalk, and says, Well, we haven't got all night. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful to know, Mrs. Cougat, but I wanted to speak to you about one particular man, Jimmy Matthews. Oh, he's really something, huh? Something? He's really terrific, sensational, colossus. You know what I mean? Oh, but Natch, he's a pash. <laughs> Jimmy has red hair, big sad eyes, and floppy ears. He looks just like Gregory Peck. He sounds more like Lassie. <laughs> well, what seems to be your problem, Sally? Oh, there's a keen party tomorrow night, and Jimmy hasn't asked me. Well, Sally, if you really want Jimmy to ask you, make him jealous. Tell him you already have a date with someone else. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. But there's nobody left. Well, how about those two boys you mentioned, uh, Icky and Sticky and... Oh. <laughs> corny and Icky? Oh, no. Icky's too corny and Corny's too Icky. <laughs> Besides, they both have dates. Well, be resourceful, Sally. Make up a name, any name. Jimmy will never know the difference. But I couldn't do that. 
That would be lying. You don't ever lie to a man. Do you? <laughs> Sally, the world is populated by two kinds of women. Liars and old maids. <laughs> Look, you'll, you'll never really have to have a date with him. Just say you do. Oh, gee, you're a lifesaver, Mrs. Cougar. Well, now run along, Sally. Let me know how it all comes out. Did you tell him you had a date? Yes, I told him. And he said... Oh, well, now, why would he say a thing like that? <laughs> now, pull yourself together, girl. What did he say? He said... Aah! Well, I guess that's what he said, all right. <laughs> he did not. He said, congratulations. Oh, well, now, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. The jealousy angle always works. We were sharing a soda, and when I told him, he pinched my straw. Dad. <laughs> but don't you see, Sally, he pinched your straw because he was angry. No, he wasn't. He was thirsty. <laughs> and now when I don't go to the party, he'll know I never had a date at all. Oh, now, take it easy. We'll figure some way out of this. Who did you tell him you had a date with? I told him the first name that came to my mind. What was it? George Cougat. George Cougat? Oh, Sally, I ought to pinch your straw. <laughs> I'm going to be an old maid, and it's all your fault. Well, I guess it is my fault, Sally, but I'm not going to let you down. Now, you'll have your date. Who is? I can't go with Icky or Corny. You're going with Smoothie. Smoothie? I never even heard of him. I'm talking about the smartest date on the block, Smoothie Cougar. What have you got to say to that? <laughs> I thought you would. Well, I'll see you after dinner, Sally. I have to figure out how to break the news to Smoothie. That's going to be rough. <laughs> Gee, I hope I got George in a good mood. Mrs. Cougar, you don't mean you haven't told him about his date with Sally yet. No, I'm going in and break it to him now. Wish me luck. George, darling, how are you feeling? Huh? Oh, fine. Just the same as when you saw me two minutes ago. Oh. George, would you like me to get you a cigar? Uh, no, thanks. I rarely smoke two cigars at once. Oh, I didn't notice. Uh, get one for yourself, though, if you like. No, thank you. Don't read, George. Talk to me. Oh, let me finish the paper. No, talk to me now. I want to sit on your lap. <sighs> there. Great. There's nothing I like better than a newspaper that's been sat on. <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> Doesn't that take your mind off the paper? What paper? <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Gee, it's nice sitting here on your lap, George. You know, you've got the nicest lap in the whole world. Where'd you ever get it? Uh, Sears Roebuck. <laughs> oh, you're cute. Hold me tight, George. Tighter. Tighter. Oh, but Liz. Go on, pretend I'm a champagne bottle and pop my cork. <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute, Liz. I'm not this attractive. Now, what's on your mind? Oh, you're so smart. I thought so. 
Okay, let's have it. Well, George, poor little Sally Hopkins was over here this morning, and she couldn't get a date for the party tonight. Hmm. So I got her one. Liz, I told you not to mess around in other people's affairs. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, that's such a dirty trick to play on anybody. <laughs> you mean you really palmed that giggling goon off on some poor sucker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, I'd like to hear what he says when he finds out what he's stuck with. You will. Oh, that's the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> you. Well, you didn't have to dump me on the floor. Liz, this is the end. Now, I, I don't know what you've promised, but I'm not taking that teenager to a party, and that's that. Oh, please, George. That's no use running your fingers through my hair. The answer is no. Absolutely. Ouch! What are you doing? I just pulled out a hair. I wonder how you'd look in a toupee. Oh, whatever gave you that thought. I've got all my hair. Well, you won't have if you keep saying no. Now, Liz, don't be silly. The answer is still, ouch! Take your choice, George. Either take Sally to the party or you'll be known as Old Baldy. <laughs> Ooh, there's a gray one. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll take her. Now, don't worry, George. As soon as Jimmy Matthews sees you with her, he'll grab her away. I'll bet you ten to one he doesn't even let you get inside the door. Gosh, Mr. Cougat, isn't this a keen party? I'm having such a keen time with all my keen friends. And that dance music's keen, too. What kind of a time are you having? Keen. <laughs> Say, where's this fellow of yours? Gee, Mr. Cougat, you're a keen dancer. Uh, look, Sally, according to my bargain, a knight is supposed to ride up on a white bicycle and carry you away. Now, where is this Jimmy Matthews? I don't know. Pardon me, I'll see if I can find him. Okay, I'll wait here. Hi, Sally. <laughs> well, if it isn't little Jimmy Matthews. Sally, may I have the next dance? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not dancing with children this evening. I prefer older men. Like my date. Your date? I thought that was your father. <laughs> very amusing. Now, if you'll pardon me, I don't want to keep him waiting. He's very jealous. Goodbye. Well, any luck? Did you find him? I couldn't find him any place. Let's dance again. George, darling. <laughs> <laughs> What time is it, Katie? Almost 10 o'clock. Hmm, that's funny. George should have been home long ago. Maybe he likes it at the party. Oh, not George. Gee, I hope nothing happened to him. Hmm. I think I'll call up and see how long ago he left. Why, Mrs. Cougat, I think you're jealous of your husband being at that party. Oh, Katie, I am not. The way I got it figured, I got one of them phobias. <laughs> Darn it, that character's on the party line again. I get scared to death when I get up in high places. What have I got? Hydrophobia? <laughs> oh, why can't we get a private phone every time I want to call Lena the Hyena's on the line? 
Are you sure you're not jealous? Oh, Katie, will you stop with that nonsense? I'll try it again. Ah, nobody's on it. Where's the dial tone? Hello, big ears. <laughs> Are you using this phone? No. I'm just holding it to my head so my ear won't get cold. Well, I wish you'd get off. I want to use it. I got rights, big ears. I happen to be talking on this line. I don't hear anyone talking on the other end. Of course not. The doctor's just listening. I'm being psychoanalyzed, hey. <laughs> now I've heard everything. She's being psychoanalyzed, hey. Hmm. This I gotta hear. And every night I dream about Joe DiMaggio, doctor. I dream he picks me up and swings me around. What does that mean? Ha. Huh? <laughs> Joe DiMaggio picks me up and swings me around. It means you look like an old bat. <laughs> Bessie Budinsky's back again. Butt out, you. Now, let's see, Doctor. What else was there to tell you? Um... Oh, yeah, Doctor. I meant to tell you I won't be able to pay you anymore, hey. Hey! Hey, I didn't say that. Doctor! Doctor Lassvogel! He hung up. Ha, <laughs> I ought to scratch your eyes out. Where do you live, huh? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> I better call George before she gets the line again. Well, hello? Hello, Mrs. Kugat? Yes? Do you know that your husband is out with another woman? What? I called to tell you that a certain party is at a certain party with a certain party. Well, that straightens everything out. And who are you, pray tell? You don't know me. My name is Jimmy Matthews. Oh, I know who you are. Sally's friend. That's right. Well, I don't want to break up your home, Mrs. Kugat, but your husband is here at this party with my girl. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you go in and take her away from him and then send George home. I tried to, but she wouldn't leave him. She's fallen for the big stiff. Don't you dare call George a big stiff. Why, he's just like a brother to Sally. Oh, yeah? Since when do you call a brother George Darling? Why, the big stiff. <laughs> you stay right there, Jimmy. You got yourself a date for the evening. I have? Who with? Me. Oh. Two can play at this jealousy business. Now, you wait for me in front. How will I know you? You can tell her by her big ears. <laughs> oh, go Hey, Jimmy, what you doing out here on the porch? Oh, hi, Icky. I'm waiting for somebody. Boy, what a mess. First, I haven't got a date at all. Now I got a date with some middle-aged spook. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, who is it? Mrs. Kugat. The wife of that old man who's in there teaching everybody the bunny hug. Oh. <laughs> he's, uh, he's teaching them something called a Charleston now. Uh-oh. Here comes somebody. Oh, it's probably the old bat. Boy, would you look at that. Well, the whistler. Are you uh, waiting for me? I sure am. Hey, Icky, if Mrs. Kugat comes, tell her I couldn't wait. Why don't you tell her yourself, Jimmy? 
How'd you know my name is Jimmy? Because my name is Mrs. Cougat. Oh. Well, we don't have to be so formal. What's your first name? Mrs. Cougat. <laughs> I guess she told you, Jimmy. Never mind, Dickie. Let's go in and dance. Baby. Hey, dear. Now, let's get one thing straight, Jimmy. I'm old enough to be your sister. Now, come on. Let's go in and find Sally and George, darling. If you don't want to dance with Jimmy, how about me? Dreamboat? Oh, are you corny? No, I'm Mickey. Corny's inside. Sorry I started it. Come on, Jimmy. We'll go and take care of our little problem. Hey, there they are over there, sitting on the sofa with their backs to us. Quiet now. I want to hear what they're saying. Oh, it was wonderful the way you taught everyone to dance, George. Oh, it was nothing Arthur Murray couldn't do. Oh, brother. He's the only man Arthur Murray ever gave his money back to. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. You're so smart. You're smarter than Dr. IQ. Give that lady a box of Snickers. Where? I'm going to push that lady off the balcony, Doctor. Here's somebody to see you, Grandpa. You kids better run along. Grandpa has some explaining to do to Grandma. Oh, but George was going to be my partner in the Big Apple. That's where he belongs, in a Big Apple, the worm. Liz, why, why are you so mad at me? The whole thing was your idea. Well, you didn't have to be so enthusiastic about it. I've heard what's going on here tonight, George, darling. Well, whatever you heard is a lot of nonsense, isn't it, Sally? Yes, George, darling. That does it. <laughs> oh, Liz, you're being ridiculous. All the people are watching. I don't care. Well, I do. Care to dance, Sally? Oh, I'd love to, George. Hey, everybody, attention. We're going to play post office. Post office, George? <laughs> Do you know how to play post office, Mrs. Cougat? No, how? When I was your age, they used to call me Jim Farley. <laughs> now sit down, everyone. Now the closet will be the post office, and I'll go first. Icky Williams has a letter for Janie Wilson. Oh, come on, Janie, into the closet. Well... They're taking long enough. Wow. <laughs> what took you so long, Nicky? We got our braces locked. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Who's next in the post office? Uh, let's see. Uh, George Cougat. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, tell me who the letter's for. Uh, it's for... Uh... Mm-hmm. All right. Go on in the closet. Okay, George Cougat has a letter. Uh, let me buy, Jimmy. Huh? Oh, it's for Sally Hopkins. Uh-oh. That letter's for me. <laughs> oh, step aside, please. I'm his regular route. <laughs> but he sent for me. That letter's been returned for insufficient postage. <laughs> but that isn't fair. If I don't go in, he'll be disappointed. Don't worry. If he's expecting a penny postcard, he won't be disappointed with an airmail special delivery. <laughs> Mrs. Cougat, I don't know if I can let you go in there. Open the door. Neither rain nor sleet nor icky can stop this courier from her appointed rounds. Is that you, Sally? <laughs> I'm waiting. 
Uh, look, Sally, do me a favor. Just stay in here with me a few minutes. I'm not going to kiss you. I, I just want to make Liz jealous. Oh, George, darling. Oh, now, don't be silly, Sally. You know I didn't want to stay here at all tonight. You see, I'm married to a wonderful girl, and I have no desire to kiss anyone else. Oh. Well, then I'll kiss you. <laughs> You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Do I kiss better than your wife? Uh, I can't tell. Kiss me again and I'll tell you. Why, George Cougar. <laughs> I knew it was you when you kissed me, Liz. <laughs> you did? Oh, George, you're wonderful. No, don't go out yet. I have a whole slew of letters to mail. Hmm. Might be getting impatient, Liz. We'd better get out of this closet. Oh, all right. Okay, you want to send the next letter? Hey, where is everybody? Oh, George, the party's over. Everybody's gone home. <laughs> Come on, let's get back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs>